Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Capeless Crusaders. Uh, we are no longer live. We're doing audio again, as you can tell. And uh, tonight's going to be a little bit different of his episode because it's just going to be uh, me, Manderson, who you can find at Son of Mander on Instagram and Twitter uh, when I decide to frequent those places, which is quite often, actually. Um, before we really dive in, for anything related to the Capeless Crusaders, you can head over to thecapelesscrusaders.com, which is where you will find everything that we do, whether we're posting um, articles, writing little news reviews for you about what's going on, um, all of our social media handles for all of the other um, Crusaders. Uh, we still will be utilizing Twitch, so when we do that, you can find our Twitch links there, YouTube, um, and we do have a Patreon, so if you want to support us over at Patreon, um, that would be fantastic. Go ahead and toss a buck in there and uh, just support something that you love uh, over there. That would be awesome for us. Um, you also find anything related to, C to TCC Network, including uh, my other show that I do with my brother Dan called Crossover, uh, The Dame Patrol with Amy and Stephanie and Minnie, and then of course Sunday Coffee with the Azorian one, and we may be working on a couple of other things that may be specials um, and that kind of stuff that will, be, that will be posted there as well. Um, you can also find their links to our sponsors, which I'm going to highlight right now. First off, uh, we have Beard Balm Brush. Uh, this is a lovely uh, product for you men who have beards, um, or women if you have like one of those woven yarn beards, it works on those too. Um, you can just like, you know, rub it through that as well. Anyway, what it is is... Um, They've taken beeswax and formed it into the shape of a brush that kind of looks like a Koopa shell. They've also infused it with essential oils and beard balms and oils that you just rub it through your beard a little bit and it makes it feel nice and soft. Um, when I first started using it, I noticed a huge difference. Um, my wife hates beards and I actually asked her a little bit after I started if she felt a difference and she did too. She just doesn't like beards. so. Um, it's not that they're itchy and scratchy, she just doesn't like beards, but it was still more snuggly. Anyway, so um, if you would like to check them out, or if it sounds like something you want to get into, go to beardbalmbrush.com. When you check out, use the code CAPELESS, all lowercase, to get 15% off your order. And uh, let us know what you think. Hit us up uh, if you get it and like it, and then also they have a Instagram that you'll see on there. You can let them know too. Anyway, uh, we also have uh, Critical Dice. They sponsor our um, episodes of Dungeons and Dragons. And there you can also use the code CAPELESS at checkout um, to get 15% off your dice. Or if you want to get some story or game hooks, um, you can subscribe to the Endless Bag of Dice and get a new bag of dice every single month. And some of you might be asking, well, why would I want to get new dice every month? The answer, because you can never have enough dice. You may need to share with somebody. Uh, you may have to roll like 5d8 on an attack. And if you only have one, you got to do that eight times. But if you have eight sets of dice, one roll. Um, you also might find that uh, one set of dice becomes unlucky and you got to move on. So check that out. Uh, again, code CAPELESS for both BeardBombBrush.com and TheCriticalDice.com to get 15% off on your orders there. And last, of course, our home away from home, Empire's Comics Vault, located at Fulton Avenue, sorry, 1120 Fulton Avenue, Sweet K in Sacramento, California. Um, if you're uh, from out of town and you're visiting Sacramento, swing by, because they have comics, of course, they have pugs, and they have hot sauce, and then you will also find Ben, who is the nicest 
person you will ever meet in the world. Um, and uh, he will help you find your comics. He'll sell you some hot sauce, whatever you need to do there. Um, you can just go in and hang out. He's got a couple couches set up. You can play super large Jenga or Connect Four or just watch whatever he's throwing on the TV there. It's a great place to hang out. Um, in the show, uh, we're going to go ahead and, of course, um, as always, around the horn. But since it's just me, um, it's really not around the horn. It's just me telling you about what I'm reading. Um, also, the main topic tonight is uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, the subject of gatekeeping. And I'm going to have a couple of guests, hopefully, um, trying to get a hold of my brother, who you all know if you listen to Crossover. Um, and I'm going to bring my lovely wife, Amy. Um, not the Amy that's normally on here. My wife is also named Amy. She's going to join me um, a little bit later to talk about it as well. Um, but first, for uh, Round the Horn, um, I've been keeping up on my weekly stuff, and um, Captain Marvel uh, number two came out this past week, and it's been um, already first two issues have been quite a ride. Uh, this picks up after the life of Captain Marvel, if you read that, um, the five-issue run, just kind of a, a standalone story where she goes off back home and kind of is recouping uh, from some of the uh, the battles and some of the adventures that she's gone through and just trying to find herself again. Um, and then she, at the end of that, goes back and rejoins the Avengers. And we see her now in New York, um, reconnecting with people and just kind of getting back in the superhero life. And all of a sudden is attacked by uh, Nuclear Man, I believe his name is. He used to have another name off the top of my head. I can't remember what it is. Um, and they're kind of like just throwing punches back and forth and he's uh, taunting her every time he like lays her out and then she gets up and just lays him out. Um, and all of a sudden he grabs a, a reporter who's doing a report on Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, and takes her through a portal. Captain Marvel being who she is flies through the portal and goes after her. And that's where we pick up issue two actually is through this portal. And we find out that um, it's the portal leads into this dome that is over New York City, and time is traveling faster inside the dome. Um, and we have in there, we meet uh, a couple other heroes. Uh, Spider Woman's in there. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of all the other heroes, but all all of the heroes, all the people that are inside the dome, they're all women, except for uh, there's one man in the camp that escaped from wherever Nuclear Man is keeping all of the men. Um, and so they're trying to mount a defense, and they're basically just kind of laying low and trying to stay out of his way to keep to protect the women that are in there from this crazy chauvinistic supervillain um and uh she hulk shows up at the end uh which is pretty awesome but also there's a twist so go and check that out again uh, captain marvel issues one and two um they're pretty great i believe it's uh kelly thompson is currently um writing them down she's doing a pretty great job so far um also what else did I read? I've read a lot. Um, yeah, I, I'm just going to highlight those two. I can go on if I really wanted to, but I'm just going to highlight those two before I move on to the main main topic, um, which like I said is we're talking about gatekeeping tonight. And the reason um, I've been working for a while, um, writing and deleting and rewriting this um, article that we were going to post to the Capeless Crusaders website um, that was going to be entitled... Uh, Gatekeepers Anonymous. And um, the idea behind it was that basically I start by saying I am a gatekeeper. Um, and we've talked a lot about gatekeeping on the show in the past. 
and basically how it's um, it's something like as a, as a show as the Crusaders, it's not something that we um, are a fan of. It's not something that we try to do. We try to have open arms, open open gates, and let everybody anybody who wants to experience the comic book universes that are out there, um, we want to let them in so that they can take part of it. The problem is there's there's groups of people out there that aren't like that. Um, as I reflected on this, I realized that. Um, probably to a certain extent, even if we don't want to be, all of us have the ability um, and the tendency to gatekeep something, um, which is why I think it's important to talk about. Um, in the comic book universe, comic book realms, um, there's a lot of people that they have their favorite characters. And if you mess with that character in the wrong way, they get all up in arms and they get upset about it and they start... Um, posting things and um, probably in the past there were probably nasty letters written but now you could just throw it on Twitter and uh, Reddit and all these different websites and immediately know that a group of people uh, that is not a fan of what that is a fan of a character is not a fan of a change um, all of a sudden what they think um, generally that's the comic skate group of people that are out there and um as the Crusaders were, were opposed to that, that idea, the, the point of comic books and the point of comic books from its inception has been not to create a mold and stick to it, but has been in a, in a way to challenge the status quo, to to have a commentary on what is going on in the world, um, whether it's politically or otherwise, um, our culture and just um, highlight things that maybe are going wrong, or even in, in a lot of cases, also things that are going well that need to be applauded and uh, bring that to the forefront. Um, it's been a place since the, since 19, since the 1930s. DC Comics was founded in 1935. Um, it was a place where they wanted everybody to be included. And unfortunately, that's not the way that it's worked out in the long run. And it's not to the fault of Marvel or DC um, or Image or any of the other comic book publishers and any of the writers out there. It's it's just the way that it worked out that a certain segment of the population grabbed onto comics and comic books and drove them forward. And comic books have more or less just been seen as something up until very recently uh, as something that only nerds and geeks are into. And if you're a cool person, whatever that really means, um, if you're a jock or um, a prep or whatever, whatever the terms, that's what we called them when I was in high school, I don't know if that still exists. Um, it wasn't it wasn't your thing. Um, it was just for nerds and they would go into comic book shops that were not very well lit and in some cases not very well organized and probably smelled funny because nerds don't know how to take care of themselves or whatever, like that's the stereotype. And they would buy their comic books and they just like read them and in the corner and uh, it was their way to escape from being bullied and whatever. Well, things have changed. Um, thanks to uh, movies and TV, um, a lot of characters that are comic book characters are becoming more popular. And because of the great success of the Dark Knight trilogy uh, back in the, the late 2000s, early 2010s, and also the, the rise of the MCU um, in 2008, um, a lot of people who would never think to pick up a comic book are now picking up comic books. And for those of us who are nerds, and as I've shared on previous episodes, 
I was always interested in comics, but never really got into them until recently. But I still had my nerdy things that I escaped into, Star Trek being the main one. Um, a lot of us, our natural instinct was to go on the defensive. and like, whoa, you were the kind of person that picked on me and made me feel dumb and stupid and uncool and, and fat or whatever it was um, that they made you feel back when we were in junior high and high school and probably even on into college and beyond. They're now into the things that we escaped into to get away from that. And so our, re- our reaction is to say, nope, this is not for you. This is only for us. You're not a real fan. You can't be in this realm. And that's a natural reaction. So if that's how you reacted, that's okay. If that's how you continue to act, realizing that those characters now are speaking to these people because they're outside of what their original media was, well, now you've, you've crossed a line at that point to where it's, it's no longer you're reacting defensively to protect yourself, which is something that we all would naturally do and should do, to now it's it, you're flipping it and justifying, well, I'm defending myself too. Now you're attacking this other group of people. You're basically doing what they were doing to you to try to keep them out of, of what it is. Um, in, in my case, the thing that I realized that I, I get, keep the most is Star Trek. Um, and while I, there, there, there are Star Trek comic books out there and they're, they're pretty good. Um, Star Trek, the next generation and the original series, um, those are my entryway, really the, the movies, um, the first six original series movies, um, and the next generation is what I really got into. So, um, I watched TNG all the time, uh, Voyager as well back in the day when it came out. And I've, since then I've watched every single Star Trek series, including Discovery that's currently running now and the animated series as well. So I'm like hardcore into it. I read the, the novels that are written, um, that get published. I've read comic books like Star Trek. If I had to pick one thing, that would be my universe. Um, sorry, DC and Marvel, but that's what I grew up loving. Uh, so when in 2009, when J.J. Abrams put, was working on his new movies, I got excited. I'm like, yes, Star Trek movies. We're coming back. It's going to be great. Super excited about it. Went in and watched it. And the first thing I did was like, nope, you messed with my Star Trek. And if you're only a fan of Star Trek because of this, you're not a real Star Trek fan. That was my reaction. And that wasn't even defensive. It was just like flat out arrogance on my part because I'd been a Star Trek fan since 1994. No, before that, because uh, that's when it ended. 92 um, was when I really got into Star Trek. And um, so I was nine years old. And um, 2009, I'm an adult at this point, And they're messing with something that I love and bringing cool people, people that used to make fun of me for watching Star Trek and being into Star Trek and being, bringing Star Trek toys to school to play with during recess. And... Um, playing like on the playground, playing Star Trek with my other nerdy friends, we'd get made fun of by the cool kids. And now those cool kids are getting into Star Trek because of these movies. And um, that, in my opinion, that wasn't cool. And I continued to nitpick that first movie, even though I did thoroughly enjoy it, I still nitpick details of it. I'm like, well, if this is supposed to be this, then this isn't right. And this isn't right. And they wouldn't do that. Like all these things... And I came to realize later um, that none of that mattered. What really matters is that it was a story that that connected with people, that somebody connected with a character, whether it was 
um, Kirk's inability to really take life seriously because he grew up without a father or if it was Spock's emotional reaction and struggle with that because of the loss of his really his mother but his pretty much his entire race in that and um, like those two things there just the growth that they go through like if people identified with that that's what these stories are for that's what comic books are for that's what storytelling regardless of the media really is really for is for people to connect with the character and see that there's other people going through this because if there weren't you you couldn't write these stories there wouldn't be any um any place for that to come from as an author you couldn't sit down and be like well i've never experienced this but i bet one person has so i'm going to write it out somebody had to experience it to write that out and so um that's really what it comes down to is you can't gatekeep because you're keeping somebody away from something that could really mean something in their life that can help them get over um, depression or get over the loss of a loved one or uh, whatever it is, come to terms with who they are in this world. Or even uh, one of the things I love about Star Trek is with Spock and with Data um, and in every series pretty much there's this non-human character who doesn't really understand humanity but through them we discover what it means to be a human what it means to connect what it means to love what it means to show kindness to show grace to experience pain to deal with that Um, and if that's what these stories are doing we don't really have a right to keep people away from that if anything we should be inviting them in when somebody discovers a character that we love we shouldn't be upset about it we should be excited and sharing that with them and not forcing them to go down our path but just like enjoy the ride with them um, as they experience it and they come to you and be like man i just read this or i just saw this movie and i didn't know this about this character and i think this is really great and really awesome or really connected with this tell me more about this Um, i can tell you that probably every single one of our crusader members both past, present, and probably any that join in the future have had those conversations. I have them all the time at work. Um, As a matter of fact, uh, we have uh, a guy who just joined our team who is not a comic book guy at all. Um, And he didn't until late 2018 start going through the Marvel movies. That's the first time he went through them. And he, like, he found out I was a big comic book guy and he's like, oh man, I just started going through these movies and I think they're really great. And like the only thing was like, wow, you just got into these? That's awesome. How do you like them? And I could have been like, well, you're not a real Marvel Cinematic Universe fan. You're not a real comic. Like I could have really dug into them. But instead I was like, man, I'm glad you're loving these movies. I would love to hear what you think every time you see a different movie. And so every time he sees one of the movies, he comes back and he tells me what he thought about it. Um, We discussed a little bit. He asked me more details about certain characters. Um, and it's just a really fun discussion and it, it helps him get more immersed in it and, and enjoy it even more because I'm inviting him into something that I already love and making him feel a part of the family of people that love the MCU and comics in general. Um, and recently this this gentleman, um, he was uh, talking with a number of our other coworkers, um, all of them who... Um, as far as I know, don't really they don't read comic books, and that's not really an important detail, except for it informs how shocked I was when I heard the story. I was not present when this happened. He goes in this room, he's like, I just saw this trailer for this Captain Marvel movie. 
who I don't know who Captain Marvel is. And the entire room's like, what? You don't know who Captain Marvel is? I can't believe you're, you know, I can't believe you don't know who Captain Marvel is. I mean, how can you call yourself a Marvel fan if you don't know who Captain Marvel is? That's unbelievable. And he walked out of the room uh, that he was in. He came up to me and was like, I just told everybody back that I don't know who Captain Marvel was. And they got really upset. And was like, wow, that is upsetting that they did that. What do you think about Captain Marvel? What you know? is like, well, I just saw the trailer and I'm kind of interested. I will talk. Like, we, we talked about it later. Um, and I had to go back to that room and I was like, like shocked that people who are only fans of the movies who are getting into, into it the same way that he is now getting into it unintentionally put up a gate in front of this character for him. And I like, I mean, went back and had a conversation and most of them like, Oh, we didn't realize we were doing that. And it was like, it was fine. It wasn't, they weren't trying to be um, negative or trying to, to push him out of it. They were just shocked. Um, but that just goes to show that initial reaction of when somebody discovers something, our shock can, can push people away and that can turn a fan away. That can turn somebody to be a huge fan of something that can change their lives in um, or speak into their lives in, in indescribable ways away. And it, it changes the course of their life in a certain, to a certain extent. Uh, so to help discuss this point a little bit further, uh, because my wife is somebody who is a fan of books, uh, but she's also a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, thanks to her relationship with me. I'm going to have her join me now, um, and we're going to kind of talk about it a little bit. She doesn't really know what gatekeeping is, so I may explain that a little bit more with her, um, and we're going to jump into it now. So um, I'm going to ask her to join me now. I'm so excited that you asked me to do this. I'm excited that you're here. <laughs> anyway, thanks for uh, joining me, Amy. Um, as you know, because I... Uh, prompted you when I asked you to be on that um, tonight I'm discussing mostly by myself but in this case with you um, gatekeeping and I know you didn't know that term beforehand so nope. just to to reiterate um, in the the nerd kingdoms or the nerd realms we use the term gatekeeping to um, basically describe what happens when one group of people tries to keep others out of what they're what they really love what they're a fan of or even make other people feel like less of a fan um it is something that uh, as i stated earlier in the show um i feel like we all naturally kind of do um and it's not because we want to be mean all the time sometimes just we love something so much that we want to protect it and we don't want somebody else to belittle it because of their um not quite full knowledge of it. Anyway, so um, I asked you here because you are a huge fan of books. Yes. Um, and and while uh, books don't necessarily fit into what we always talk about on this podcast, um, you also, besides being a fan of books, have, um, through your relationship with me, um, <laughs> got gotten into uh, comic books a little bit, not quite the book part, um, but you are a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I am. Um, and I appreciate that you've gone on that ride with me. Um, <laughs> when, uh, well, I guess, when, when did you really first start paying attention to the MCU? Well, it actually goes further back to my childhood. My brother was super into heroes, um, but his was more like he was obsessed with, like, 
Gettysburg and like the Civil War and then it turned into Star Wars like he was obsessed with Star Wars and at first I didn't really understand it but there came a point in my childhood where I would do nothing but like watch the movies constantly with him so um there's always been a little part of me that has like sort of like the sci-fi in my head like geeky side of things and um like he loved um when Smallville first came out um he had gone away to college and like I had finally come to the states to go to college myself and he had introduced me to Smallville he's always loved Superman um and so I was like oh this is so we would watch that show together um and then when I met you and you're like oh I'm all about Superman Smallville I'm like oh that's so interesting (laughs) um and I already had a little bit of that knowledge there because of some of the interest that my brother has had in it growing up um like we grew up in the tropics so there wasn't comic book stores or anything or i think he probably would have really been into comics but my uncle actually had a massive comic book collection he had an entire room filled with boxes and boxes probably hundreds of thousands of comics no he traded it for chains after they had kids that he got rid of all the comics but um so i've always they've always sort of been on my radar but i've never really dug into them so um when the movies came out like i'm usually down for a good movie as long as it has a good story to it um i think that's why i really started liking the marvel cinematic universe that's the correct term right yep nailed it um yay wife points um but i really enjoyed them because they laid out the stories of them so well it wasn't just like another smash smash through blow up everything story like there's some of that in there. There's definitely action in there, but the characters had a lot of heart and they had depth to them. So for me, it was like almost watching a book because, and I love story. I love good character development um, and not always being able to know where the story is going. And so I really appreciated that and how they've built each movie intentionally with layers upon each other because I'm a big fan of book series and how things you didn't know, Matt shaking his head like, yes, like, yes, she is. Oh my gosh, these series will never end. But, um, how something that seemed an insignificant detail in the first book becomes like the humane point like later down in books. So I really think they've done a fantastic job developing these characters and these stories and weaving it all together while holding your interest. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and that's, I mean, that's what I love about comic books is that that exact thing that some minor detail three or four issues ago or three or four movies ago comes back and kind of bites the main hero uh or the group of heroes kind of in the butt um so to kind of get back to that you just laid out a lot of history some of it i actually didn't know <laughs> i know I was like, um, oh. <laughs> so um but uh, since we're talking about gatekeeping getting mm-hmm. into the mcu and getting into star wars and getting into some of those other superhero stuff did you ever feel like you had a hard time getting into it that um it felt awkward or challenging to get into that kind of stuff um Mm-hmm. Yes and no. I th- some of it, I would say no, because you love me and you want me to enjoy what you enjoy. And so you openly share it. And because I have the love of story, mainly not just books, but story, some of it is intriguing. On the other part, the format of it, I just don't get. Like, I'm used to like drawn out details and explanation. And so like these little <laughs> blurbs and like you're trying to figure out what's going on through like the picture. I'm like, I I what huh I also read a lot I read really fast so I feel like I'd be going through like a comic every half hour 
or I read 10 minutes. 15 minutes. Oh, so, so five? Like five? Every minutes. five? <laughs> yeah. So to me, that's not satisfying. Um, so I've struggled to understand like the appeal of that media because I'm like, well, that's just weird. Why would you spend all this money on a story that doesn't last that long and is choppy and difficult to understand? Um, so that's just like my personal though. Um, but maybe because I just love stories so much that I don't care if you don't want to share, if somebody doesn't want to share it with me. I'm like, well, I'm going to read it. If it interests me, I'm going to figure it out anyway. Um, I think the only time I would say I've felt like hard to understand or like enter into a world would be um, maybe Star Trek. Okay. Just because you've had such a like long history with it. And there's so much to it. Like, I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand the premise. Why are you so passionate about it? If I get a detail <laughs> wrong, like, oh my goodness, I am so sorry. <laughs> um, so because you love it so much and it's so like a detailed layered history and there's like actual canon and stuff to it, I'm like, well, excuse me. Um, like, I enjoyed the new movies. And you would come out and be like, well, all right. I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand why that wasn't a great movie. Um, so I feel like maybe not so much as gatekeeping, but I have felt like, well, you just don't get it a few times. Um, but then I also don't have a huge amount of, I have more like book nerd friends who also enjoy some comic stuff. So I haven't ever felt like, no, this is our thing, go away. But that's possible possibly never because I haven't been like hey I want to read comics take me into the comic world that's fair I mean, it sounds like for the most part for you the the difficulty isn't necessarily that somebody is like well you're not a real fan of this character because you just discovered it through a movie or um you're a girl so you can't be into comics because it's not the it's not a woman's realm which is a dumb thing to say totally. um it's there's there's other challenges it I like the story you shared with Star Trek. That's um, what kind of got me thinking about this and realizing, like, I don't like gatekeeping, but realizing that I gatekeep or I used to gatekeep Star Trek a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, and <laughs> I don't want to be that person. And I, I hopefully, when somebody brings it up, I'm like, man, I'm really glad that you enjoyed the new movies. You should check out the, the original stuff that it came from because they're great stories. Sure, the, the whatever's not well done because it's older, but like the story and the depth of them is is um, so much more important to what's happening there than it is in these movies, and it, it informs these movies and whatever. Anyway, I'm yes. getting off topic. Um, so, I mean, I brought up that you love books. Have you, um, as a book lover, um, when somebody when you come across a book that you love or something that you really love? Do you um, get offended when someone's like, oh, this book looks really intriguing? Or are you just like, yes, get the, here, here's my <laughs> copy of this book. Read it. You're going to love it. Then buy your own copy or buy me a new copy if you lost because it. Because you lost it. That happens all the time. Oh, my gosh. It drives me crazy. This is my beloved book. I'm letting you borrow it because you express interest in it. And then you pretend you don't know that you borrowed it. I will like it back. Just admit that you lost it. Buy me a new one. No. Um, all that to say, no, I always share. Um story is amazing and especially because story can mean so many different things to different people like I'm never offended if somebody um like got a completely different something out of a book than I did I am a little bit offended if they take my absolute favorite book and they're like eh I'm like what do you mean eh <laughs> like what do you, what what 
but then at least a discussion i'm like okay well i can see your point of view maybe it just didn't like that genre or that story didn't float your boat here try something try this um so for me it's more of helping people like break into story like what's their niche um like what interests you excites you because story is just so great it's always books have always been there for me when i've been either um dealing with bullying in high school um I grew up on a tropical island, the, one of the few white girls in my entire school. Um, so I've been bullied. Um, I've experienced racism, all these different um, things, having to explain like, no, I was born here. I've lived here my entire life. Please don't beat me up. <laughs> um, so it's been escape for that or just when um, life has been really difficult when I was like going through teenage years has always been there or when we're just bored out of my mind it's been an escape um traveling to other worlds and just or really identifying with characters or only like crying when a book series was over because i was like but this means this character is gone or like being awake at night like waiting like a book ended i'm waiting for the next installment i'm like trying to figure out what's going to happen to these people next and they become real to me not like no i know they're not real but they feel real yeah (laughs) i'm not delusional i promise um but I, a little, you married me, and you I, stayed yes. in the 12 years, so maybe a little, <laughs> somehow. Um, but I just, when I get stressed, it helps me de-stress. When my kids are going crazy, or like just, it just helps bring like calm back into my life. Um, and just sort of gives me a way to unwind at the end of the day. I had a day, yes, a few days ago where I told Matt, I said, can you believe it? I didn't read a single word of a single book today. And he was like in shock. I, I was shocked. <laughs> he was like in disbelief because that's how much I read. I read at least a chapter of a book every single day. And that's on a like a really day. busy day. <laughs> when, we, when we first got married, it'd be like three three books a day. Hey, but I was working part-time. We yeah. had no kids, you know, nothing else going on. But for me, story has been such a big part and books have been such a big part of my life. Um and all different types of books, sci-fi, fantasy, young adult, like historical fiction, biographies. Um, and it just expands your world and helps you see so much a bigger picture and a different viewpoint. Um, and so if it can do that for somebody else, um, I think that's fantastic versus like, no, you can't read my favorite book because I'm like, no, what? Like, I don't, when yeah. you explain this concept to me, like it's like four and I'm like, that that's stupid like why why don't you shouldn't you have more people enjoying it because to me like i'm not a big sports person i enjoy sports i am very not athletic i am (laughs) i'm a reader (laughs) so um but yeah i enjoy sporting events and like i'll be a fan of a team like i'm not a diehard fan but um like i'll enjoy it can i spout statistics like dan anderson who does crossover with matt no (laughs) but it's something that we can enjoy talking about Mm -hmm. so um i like being able just like to peek into different worlds because it's fascinating to me what intrigues people enough to make a hobby out of something yeah i you hit on a lot of good points there and that's like with with comic books and star trek for me um has always been like just this place to escape into and um, a good story will help you discover a unique facet of humanity or highlight something maybe that you knew about yourself, but just like kind of rediscovering a different aspect um, of it. And comic books are a great escape. And like if, if a character speaks to somebody just because they just discovered them, whether it's 
they went and saw um, Captain Marvel that's coming out and like, wow, I really identify with her and the struggle that she goes through and the character that she has. Like, if that's how they discovered Captain Marvel, awesome. Like, I'm, I've read Captain Marvel for two years, but there are people that have been reading it for much longer than that and they're way more diehard fans but i would love to talk to those people and somebody who discovers it in march i want to hang out with them and watch them discover captain marvel the way that i did and dig into that like that's exciting for me um and like gatekeeping just doesn't make sense at that point because these characters whether it's a book a comic book or star wars star trek um, any any thing that you could be a fan of or a nerd of including sports if it speaks to you if it helps you escape and it um, lifts your spirit up a little bit. That's really what matters in the end. And we yeah. shouldn't keep that from other people. Well, it's so funny because um, I had no idea what Captain Marvel was. I never heard of Captain Marvel until the end of the Infinity War movie when you're like, oh! and I'm like, what, what? And you're like, Captain Marvel. And I'm like, who's that? And you were talking to me. And as we were leaving the theater, we passed a row of like three teenage boys. They're like, who the heck is that? And I leaned over and I'm like, Captain Marvel. <laughs> And they're like, whoa, she knows. And they're like, look it up. So it's like that, just like being able just like to pass that excitement like that quickly. Not that like, I know anything about her, but I knew something they didn't know. And yeah. I was like super cool in their eyes. So thanks for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Because uh, I, I care what three random teenage boys think of yeah. me. Yeah. Well, I, but, I remember uh, also in that, ex- when we were doing <laughs> that, walking down the steps, I remember hearing somebody else going like, oh, I bet you guys don't know who that is. And like, to me thinking like, I can't believe this guy is just like, rubbing in that he knows something somebody else yeah, does i mean sure you do and it's it's fun to share those facts with people but it should be fun not yeah, i know i'm better. better than you. you're so stupid yeah <laughs> like, exactly. well if you're not into comic books and the movies if any other yeah. thing no um i have seen a few people or experience just being out and about or in movie theaters a few people like why are you watching these movies you don't like comics you're not a comic book fan versus like hey like this is opening up the world of comics to people because they're getting introduced to characters maybe they would never have picked up comic books any other way because they didn't realize how super cool these characters are and mm-hmm. how meaningful they are and it's opening it up to a larger audience and maybe like that rubs you because you like a i knew them before they were mainstream but who cares <laughs> um, D- don't be hipster comic pe- people <laughs> yes because if somebody gets into them just check it out and it's not their thing they'll be gone they won't be crowding your comic book store yeah. or whatever but if it really interests them like it's going to they're going to yeah. stick around and they're going to be probably be who knows doing a podcast one of these days i never yeah. thought you'd be here <laughs> that's that's fair i've always been a nerd but and i've always nerd. I've always always liked comic books i just uh, until the crusaders I was a fan before I was a crusader. Uh, I, I didn't really get into it. Anyway, um, thank you for, for coming on. Uh, it's course. a little bit of a different show, and I'm excited that you could join me um, and be a part of my, my world a little bit here. It was fun. Um, before... I had no idea what I was going to say when you asked me. <laughs> That's fine. I w- you did fantastic. Yay. Um, so before we wrap up, if you want to share, if anybody um, who listens, if they want to connect with you and find you and, and reach out and talk about Captain Marvel or whatever, where can they find you? Well, the best way to find me is on Instagram. That's the only place I have public. Um, and it's amyanderson0028. You can find me on Instagram. I actually posted a Captain Marvel quote to my Insta story today. You did? So All there right. You go. There you go. She's, <laughs> she's a pretty great character. She is. And you're a pretty great, pretty great woman. So well, thank you. Thanks for being here. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation that uh, my wife and I had. Um, I hope that it kind of shone some light onto the, the positives and the negatives 
of um, not gatekeeping and the negative, really the positive of not gatekeeping and welcome every, welcoming everybody in and the negatives of keeping people out uh, from somebody who is really outside the comic book universe, but for the most part has not felt like she can't be a part of that universe at all. Uh, well, that's really going to wrap it up uh, for me now. So thanks for, for hanging out. Um, it's a little bit different of an episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that this gives you some perspective because it's something that um, hopefully, as you can tell, is re- really weighs on me when I see this kind of stuff happening. Even think about the fact that maybe I push somebody away from something that I love that they potentially um, could have really embraced and really loved with me and could have developed a relationship with me and with that, um, that with Star Trek or with whatever it is, um, instead. So, um, if you have experienced any gatekeeping or if you feel like you are somebody who, uh, does gatekeeping, I would love to hear your story. Um, you can, like I mentioned earlier, you can reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter, um, at son of Mander, um, on those it's, uh, it'll be in the, the description of the show, but the, the rendering is, um, son underscore of underscore Mander for both Instagram and Twitter and Instagram is probably better. I'm on that a little bit more. Um, so if you want to, you want to share that there, that would be great. Um, for, uh, Oh, just to, just a reminder, um, our, our sponsors. Thanks guys. Thanks sponsors, uh, beardbombbrush.com and the critical critical dice, the critical dice.com, um, at checkout at those places, use the code capeless all over case to get 15% off. And of course, uh, the best comic book shop in the entire world, Empire's Comics Vault, located at 1120 Fulton Avenue, Suite K in Sacramento, California. Go check it out. Buy a comic, pet a pug, and uh, buy some hot sauce. Uh, for uh, David Berry at Dr. Berry, for Amy Nunag at IJNURobot, and for Anthony Steves, the at the Azorian one. This is the Capeless Crusaders. Thank you for joining us. Good night. Mm-hmm.